You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. The Baseball Insiders with an actual baseball player today. Stay tuned. It starts right now. Going out to Colorado, bringing in the lefty, Kyle Freeland, joining us, who uh, does great work on the mound for the Rockies and also with, with Special Olympics and apparently has a dog in the background. Kyle, is that your animal? We have an animal uh, going that is, that is my German Shepherd who wants to be let outside right now because he's very annoying. Oh, we got we got to get the we got to get the dog out. Bert, uh, this is a big day for the baseball insiders. We, we were uh, we're ma- we're making moves. Oh, we're making moves here, Carl. We got the hype levels at a trillion. I don't know about you, but we're we're beaming today, even though it looks like I'm in prison. <laughs> Kyle, we, we brought you on to just to put you on the spot. And what do the players want here? How do we get this thing done? When are we going to have baseball? We already miss you guys. I know we, uh, you know, we're, we're we're supposed to be a week and a half away from you know reporting. Uh, so I know that's you know for for myself, you know that's that's a big date that we look forward to you know, getting to just, you know, getting back with all the guys, getting back in the clubhouse, starting to get things rolling. But, uh, you know, time's kind of, kind of not on our side right now. So we, uh, definitely need to get the ball rolling on, on certain things. And, uh, and hopefully over the, over the course of the next, you know, couple of weeks, we can, you know, knock some big things out and, uh, and get a deal done to where, you know, everybody's happy and we can start playing baseball. Yeah, like so for for you, how closely do you follow these negotiations? I, I don't think you're the PA rep for the Rockies, but like how no, close Scott Oberg is our uh, is our PA rep. Um, I mean, I I'm not I'm not following it like extremely closely, but you know we have our our group chat that Oberg keeps us up to date on you know uh, you know day to day stuff on on what's going on. Obviously, you know you have media, we have our you know emails that we receive, everything like that. So I'm I'm definitely you know staying engaged with it, um, you know, keeping myself up to date just because, you know, it, I, I'm truly involved in it. You know, I'm, I'm on a 40-man roster. I'm, I'm playing baseball. I'm going into my sixth year. So uh, it's something that, that means something to me. And obviously, you know, we always preach as players to, you know, leave this game better than how we found it. So that's something that we're trying to do. Yeah, and you had mentioned that um, 
how do I want to phrase this? It's like, so you mentioned it was, we're about 10 days away now from when players would, would report for spring training. Um, how do you prepare? Is it different from what you've done in years past or is it like more of the same? Yeah, it's, it's definitely different from, uh, from years past, you know, uh, I think, uh, when COVID hit that, that first off season after COVID, uh, that was, um, where a lot of guys started had to get, you know, creative with their off season workouts just because a lot of spring training facilities were closed. Um, a lot of facilities in general either didn't make it through COVID or they had strict policies on, you know, outsiders coming in stuff like that. So, you know, we had, we had to get creative with, with what we're, with what we had to do to, you know, throw bullpens, hit, uh, you know, get our arms ready, get our bodies ready. So that, that was one hurdle that, you know, pretty much everyone had to, had to get through. But um, yeah, right now it's, it's definitely different because I'm definitely used to being in the facility right now, you know, throwing pens off our mounds, you know, being on the dirt, throwing on the spikes, you know, getting that feeling of, of getting back in a baseball season. And right now it's more throwing at parks, uh, you know, throwing off turf mounds inside, you know, doing that, that sort of stuff. Uh, and, you know, being so close to our technical report date, it kind of, kind of sucks that we're not doing that right now. So just a little background here. You grew up in Denver and you're getting to pitch for the Rockies. This is like one tenth of 1% of everybody who's ever played sports. I get to play for my hometown team. Uh, that's pretty incredible, right? Do you ever, do you ever kind of like take a step back 50,000, like this is my life kind of moment? Yeah. I mean, all, all the time. Um, I think uh, I'm starting to, as I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to, you know, respect it more and more than, than what I did when I was, you know, my first couple of years in the league where it was like, all right, cool. Like I'm here. I'm, you know, I get to play baseball for my hometown team. This is awesome. Everyone's asked me about it, but now I'm, you know, you really get to realize how, how big of an opportunity, how big of a, you know, part of my career this really is, you know, being a, being the Rockies first round pick, going through their organization, making my debut with them, having success, going to the playoffs, winning in the playoffs and, uh, and, you know, becoming a leader of this team. Um, I've, I've started gaining a lot more respect for, you know, the fact that I was, you know, their, their hometown guy that they decided to bring back. We go one more here, Bird, and then get back in here. But I, I just, I, I have Bird and I have, uh, have argued this out, Kyle, and I, I, I hope you're on my side. I'm not exactly sure. About to find out, but May twenty first, two thousand seventeen. Do you know why I'm bringing that up? May twenty first, twenty seventeen. I know that's the day after I hit my first big league home run. Okay, so they have it wrong on Wikipedia. They say it's your first. Your first day was May twenty first, so it's the May twentieth then. Uh, do they have it right that it was off Bronson? Oh, wait, no. I think it is May 21st. Okay, so okay, credit to Wikipedia. Good job then. Came <laughs> off. Do you remember who you hit it off of? Yeah, Bronson Arroyo. There you go. All right. I'm pro pitchers hitting. When Freeland hits a bomb or any pitcher goes deep, that's about as sweet a thing that can happen in a baseball game. We don't need the universal DH. Would it, I mean, I, I know you don't get to make the decisions on this, but would it suck for you as just a player and liking, liking to play the game if they got rid of it in the National League? You know, I'm, I'm very much on the fence on that. Um, I enjoy hitting. It's, it's fun. It's hard. I have the utmost respect for position players and hitters, you know, having to try and hit what we throw at them because it is not easy. Um, that same note, it's also nice whenever we play an American League team on the road where I don't have to worry about 
you know, going up and laying down a bunt, running the bases. I get to get in the dugout and just get a focus on, on my job, on what I need to do on the mound. I get to rest my legs. I get to just, you know, breathe for that half inning before I got to go back out. So I'm very much on the fence. It's, it's fun hitting. I also love the fact that it separates the two leagues, um, national and American. I think that's a, that's a nice separator of, you know, at that, at this point, might as well just have one league, but, um, yeah, that, that's one thing that I, I definitely like about it. Now I got to ask you, is there one pitcher, is, is there one pitcher or multiple pitchers you actually enjoy watching hit? Uh, yeah. Um, one of them is one of my teammates and that's, uh, Marquez. Oh um, yeah, man, for sure. He, his, his hand eye coordination is absolutely incredible. If you watch his swing and his mechanics, they're not the greatest. They're not the most sound fluid, nothing, yeah. but the way he's able to put bat to ball and use his incredible hand-eye coordination and not only hit fastballs, but hit off speed, stay back, you know, spit on stuff. It's, it's truly incredible. And every time, like every time he hits and every time he gets a knock, we're in the dugout just laughing. Like, how does he do this? Do you, do you look forward to days when you're taking BP? Oh yeah. The, 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 a blast. I mean, the coaches kind of got to reel us in every once in a while. Cause we'll, we'll get into that habit of like, all right, we're just going to try and leave on every single pitch. You know, they'll, they'll start making us, you know, like, all right, like if, if you don't hit a line drive, like get out of the, get out of the turtle. Um, but no, we, we definitely enjoy, um, you know, BP, we get our work in, but at the same time, last couple of rounds, we definitely, uh, let it eat and try and take it out. No, I, I, a little birdie, by the way, tells me that you are a very good golfer. Um, and I was, I was wondering, are you, are you willing to confirm this? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, this, this off season, I haven't been able to, you know, sharpen up my game as much as I, as much as I used to, uh, just because, yeah, you know, the amount of travel that, uh, my wife and I did, um, with our wedding, our friends' weddings, you know, a, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, wasn't able to play as many rounds as I'd like to this off season, but yeah, um, most off seasons I'm logging probably close to 50 rounds in the off season. Oh, um, so I'm able to get my game pretty sharp. Cause you're out in Arizona right now, right? Yeah. I'm in Scottsdale. Hey, so am I. So awesome. I'll, I'll throw it out there right now. Are you willing to play a round of golf? Absolutely. Well, let's make it happen, man. I'm terrible, but like, I got to get the competitive juices full. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what makes us better. There we I, go. I mean, I love the I love the support that Kyle will golf with you, but Bert, you, you got to hold it down for the insiders. You go out there and you shoot one ten, you're scooting it all over the place, <laughs> you know. And, and I just just don't embarrass us, but that's that's awesome, and I, I'm jealous. You guys have fun. Uh, and by the way, Kyle, I I, I will admit that uh, you know I'm a Chicago guy, and uh, you came in in 2018 on a Cubs team that was uh, expected to do things, and you just and you just uh, what? How do you guys put it as pitchers? You 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 stuck it to them. How, what's the what's the right terminology? That's a, this is an embarrassing moment for me. You shoved it. You shoved it on them. You it, yeah, yeah, you shoved it. What do you remember about that day? And and uh, what was your mindset coming into a wild card winner take all loser going home game? Oh, I mean, that, that was a, that was a whirlwind of, you know, 48 hours. You know, we, we went from Denver to LA, played LA for game 163, lost in LA, went straight from LA to Chicago. Um, got in, you know, kind of late into Chicago. I remember, you know, for the first time ever, I took one, I took one of our team iPads into the hotel with me so I could do my scouting and, you know, watch their hitters and I was I'll admit I was in a little bit of a panic like crap I have like very little time to prepare for this for this game um 
remember sitting sitting up in the hotel room with uh, with my now wife, and uh, her parents were in town to, to watch the game, and they wanted to come up and say hi. And I remember just like like laying in bed, like looking at her, like like yeah, you need to, you need to get them out of here. Like I need I need my I need my space right now. So uh, you know, said hi to them, had them leave, and then uh, ended up going to the ballpark. You know, kind of kind of as late as possible as I could to where I could still feel comfortable. But, you know, from the time I got to the ballpark, I changed and I just sat right in front of my locker and Ionetta, uh, my battery mate was in the locker next to me. And we, we didn't share a single word the entire time, you know, leading up to pregame. And then, you know, from there it was just, you know, jump right into my routine of getting loose, getting out on the, getting out on the diamonds, you know, starting to play catch, starting, starting to do my bullpen, everything like that. But it was, uh, it was, it was almost emotionally draining uh, being out there uh, with that kind of history that that ballpark has, the fans that they have, uh, you know, letting me have it out in right field in the bleachers. They, uh, you know, it, it was something else, but it's, it's something that I will, I'll never forget. And it was, uh, it was one of the most, you know, fun baseball games that I've ever, ever been a part of. See, I, I just love the mental side of all of it. So you, you, here you are. You're kicking people out of your hotel, and rightfully so. By the way, they should never have come up there. Whoever those people were, they should have realized the importance of the moment. Let's go to dinner tomorrow, win or lose. I'll be, you know, but okay, that's we don't need to go down that road. But then you, the moment's there, the ball's in your hand. And I, the, just uh, explaining the mentality of how you lock yourself in, like just to just the, the only thing that matters is this moment, me doing what I practiced my entire life to do, just to breathe into that. How do you explain it? You know, it, it was, it was something that, you know, going into it, I remember telling myself, I'm like, you know what, like at some point you're probably going to pitch in the playoffs. Um, and here you are, you know, your back's already against the wall, you know, you're on short rest. We've been in three different cities in three different days. Like it's uh, everything, everything was stacked against us. Um, so it was like, you know what, at some point you had, you had to, you had to dive into the playoffs and, you know, you're, you had to get your feet wet at some point. I'm like, you know, this, so this is a, this is a perfect way to do it. However it goes is, is how it goes. If we win, we win. If I get shelled, I get shelled. If I shove, I shove, whatever. I'm just going to go out there and, and do my thing and, you know, and kind of hope for the best. And, and sure enough, you know, from that first inning on, even though I, I was a little, I got a little scared when Zobris hit a bullet right back up the middle to start the game off. I'm like, Oh boy, this is, this might be rough. Um, but you know, from, from that point on really, you know, uh, myself and Lester, we held, you know, both offenses at bay and, uh, and we had a hell of a game. Are you one of the guys on the days that you start, like, do you, can you not have anybody talk to you or is it just like, how do you go about your start days? Um, no, I'm, uh, I'll show up to the ballpark and I'll, you know, I'll hang out. I'll, I'll sit in, you know, one of the chairs or recliners, you know, watch TV and, you know, have conversation with, with guys. Um, but when I start to lock in is, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll go shower. And then uh, when I'm starting to get dressed, that's when, that's when I'll kind of shut off the world um, around me, you know, start playing my music, you know, get in my zone, start rolling out, um, doing what I need to do uh, mentally and physically to, to get ready to go out on the field and, uh, and start my, my throwing program and getting ready. So that's, that's kind of when I, I shut, shut off the world, you know, don't touch my phone besides music. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's those, you know, moments where you, you want to stay loose as loose as possible. You don't want to be uptight, but at the same time, you also have to have a point in the day where you need to lock in. What are you listening to? Um, so majority of my career, um, I'll just, I'll just put on machine gun Kelly and I'll shuffle it. 
Um, there have been times where, you know, I've been in a rut and need to mix it up a little bit. And, and so I'll, I'll put on just, you know, one of my random playlists that I enjoy um, with, with all sorts of different, you know, artists and genres on there. But, you know, majority of my career would be uh, listening to Machine Gun Kelly. Nice. So no nice. Taylor Swift then? <laughs> Duh. So it, it, in college, it was actually Katy Perry. Oh my man! Uh, yes, my, my, junior, my junior year, I'll, I'll throw in uh, Katy Perry, uh, Pandora Station before my starts, and like I just like kind of close my eyes and get in the zone. I don't. It, it worked. Um, obviously, you know, it got me. You know, I, I had a hell of a junior year. Had a, had a really great season and uh, ended up getting drafted in the first round. So it, it definitely worked. Purple Aces, baby. Yep. Evansville, Indiana. Yep. Go ahead, Bert. Now, so one thing we definitely wanted to ask you about was the Special Olympics. Um, like, what is what does that mean to you? Uh, you know, they they hold a very special place uh, in my heart. Um, you know, I've been working with them for a handful of years now, um, really dating back to 2018 when I got to go up to when I was we were actually at an off day in Seattle and uh, got to go watch the USA games up there with the with them and got to meet a bunch of team Colorado athletes. Um, and just the, the joy that they, that they really brought me, you know, being able to see their camaraderie, the friendships that they had, you know, how they, how they picked each other up, you know, whether they were teammates or they were competing against someone else. Um, really, you know, it's very humbling just to, to see that and, you know, realize, it puts the world in perspective really um, to see how they compete and how much joy they have in the camaraderie that they have and, and how great they are able to interact with competitors, their friends, teammates, whatever. Um, it, it was just a joy to see. And that's, that's kind of when I really, you know, fell in love with it. And I'm like, you know, this is something I want to sink my teeth into. I want to support and I want to, you know, you know, help them out any way that I can. Was, it, was there family background or was it just actual on the ground experience? No, it's just, it just on the ground experience. Um, my, uh, I mean, I, I can date it all the way back to uh, my, uh, the year I was drafted when I was in Grand Junction, my, uh, my host family, my host mom actually is a big uh, supporter of challenger baseball in Grand Junction, which is, you know, helping out, um, you know, special needs kids, you know, get into the game of baseball and softball. And so that's kind of where it started because she had us, you know, kind of help her out a little bit, meet some of the kids, hang out with them for a bit. So that's where it really started. So I kind of had a little bit of fun there. And then 2018, it was, an, it was really eye-opening. It's like, you know, this is something that I really love. I, I just love the history, by the way. The Grand Junction Rockies, the Asheville Tourists, yep. the Modesto Nuts, one of the greatest names I've ever heard, Salt oh. River Rafters, yep. uh, Albuquerque Isotopes, the Hartford Yard Goats, I mean, do you have a favorite shirt of any of those? Because I mean, to be a yard goat, come on, I mean, that is that's awesome. You know, I would I would say the yard goats, but I was part of that team that I don't know if you know the whole story, but that uh, we uh, that year, twenty sixteen, we were the first ones to open up that team. It was a brand new team in twenty sixteen. Okay, and the stadium didn't get built all year long. Oh, wow. We were on the road all year. Thankfully, I got moved to AAA halfway through, but we were the road goats. We weren't the yard goats. <laughs> um, some, of, some of those guys had to suffer a year long being on the road um, and not having a home stadium. Well, do you worry about the minor leagues and where this is going? Um, you know, a, a little bit. I know, I know that, uh, you know, what was it, last year they uh, decided to axe, axe a couple, couple teams from each organization. 
Um, so obviously, you know, that, that makes numbers smaller. That makes, you know, the draft smaller. That cuts jobs away um, from guys. Um, so I, I, believe me, I, I know the minor leagues are tough. It's not, it's not a place you want to be. It's definitely not a place you want to be for long. Um, and, you know, that, that I think that should be, you know, something that, you know, guys always remember is, you know, I, I want to get out of here. So I'm going to do what I can to, to get out of, the, out of these minor league situations because uh, at the end of the day, it's the minor leagues. You're not getting paid well. You're not in great cities, um, and it's it, it's a tough life. And and you've had uh, you know your, your your career you've you've ridden the roller coaster. I mean your game is so hard. Like you're, I mean we're talking about 2018 and 2019. You get off to a slow start, and and you get sent down, and now you're you know you're triple A, and now you're fighting to get back, and I, yeah. and you and you got to uh, you know handle it. it. Can't be easy, right? Well, it's it's a it was a very humbling experience. It. Uh, it was a learning experience for me that one that I'll never forget, but it, it was, uh, it was mentally draining. Um, you know, you're, you, you're coming off of one of the best years of your career. Obviously you know, it was only my second year, but you know, a career year where, you know, I set a record uh, for the Rockies with ERA at home. Um, you know, I was a Cy Young finalist, you know, we were in the playoffs and then all of a sudden you're immediately on the opposite end of the spectrum. And, you know, you get sent down to AAA and you're trying to do whatever you can to, to figure it out. You're trying to make changes. You're trying to listen to everybody. You're hoping that someone just has a magical fix for you. And, and you know, sometimes that's just not the case. Sometimes it is. But, you know, for, for me, it just wasn't the case where, you know, someone, someone couldn't just like say something to me like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, why, how did I not think of that? Um, so that, that whole year, I was just, you know, fighting myself, um, fighting coaches, you know, pretty much fighting everything, trying to figure stuff out. Um, and I kind of couldn't wait for the off season to come so I could just kind of hit that reset button, you know, and, and go through the off season and, and make my adjustments. Well, that's the thing too, right? Fighting coaches. Like, listen, I can't listen to everybody, right? You got to figure out who do I, what is someone saying that resonates with me that feels right. But ultimately I would think at least you, you got to kind of trust your own intuition. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. You, you got, you got to trust yourself on uh, knowing that, you know, you're going to get yourself back. Right. Um, trusting what you've done in the past, what you're continuing to do. But I mean, you know, that, you know, coaches and teammates, or whoever, like whoever's reaching out to you, trying to help you, they, they truly do want to help you. You know, they, they don't want to see you suffer. They don't want to see you down, you know, getting, getting lit up every five days. I guess that's just not fun for anyone to watch um, unless you're an opposing team. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they want you to succeed. They want you to get back to it. So you want to listen to everybody, but at the same time, you also have to understand, you have to filter out, um, you know, what is going to work for you and what is not going to work for you. Yeah. 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 And, and for you, so our final question is, is pitching in Colorado as difficult as everybody makes it out to be? It's, it's not easy. That's for sure. Um, you know, when I came in the league, you know, and I'll, I'll still say it to this day is, um, to have success as a pitcher, regardless of where you're at, you have to execute your pitches. You have to work the zone in different areas, whether you're in Colorado, whether you're in Atlanta, San Diego, wherever you have to execute pitches. If you want to have success um, with that being said, you also have to be a little more detail oriented when you're in Colorado. Um, you have to understand that your stuff is not going to have blistering break to it. Um, it's not going to have the movement that you are going to see and, you know, humid sea level places so you have to understand that there's there are little adjustments that you have to make you know going into Coors Field and leaving Coors Field um as a pitcher and you know 
we kind of figured out this year with our offense that our offense needs to needs to make that adjustment as well, just because you know pitches are going to move very differently at altitude and at sea level. Does that put more stress on your arm having to, to sort of I guess alter what you do? Um, not really, just because it's such small adjustments and it's mostly hand position and release. Uh, at least that's for me. I mean, I won't, I won't speak, you know, for other pitchers in our organization. Um, we're on a rotation. But yeah, for, for me, it's just it's very small adjustments with release point and, and your hand position of, of everything uh, going from, you know, altitude to sea level and vice versa. Hey, Kyle, awesome to catch up with you, man. And uh, really, you know, we, we've done a lot with the Special Olympics at Fanside, and I know a lot of the people over there, and I know Jason set this up. They're just great, great people doing great things. So we, yeah. we, we appreciate uh, the partnership. And um, so, and thanks for taking time here. I, I, I do want to ask you one, I guess, slightly difficult one on the way out here. If, if you could punch one thing that happens in this negotiation that you think would be sweet for the players, like that you would be like, oh man, at least they got that done. Is there anything that comes to mind or, hey man, just figure it out. Let's play baseball. Or is there one thing that perhaps like, that would be great if they did X, Y, Z? Um, you know, I'm, I'm big on, you know, like let's play some baseball at the same time, you know, I gotta, I gotta protect my guys. Um, one thing that I am, you know, kind of falling for is the, um, age limit on the on free agency i mean you got a career minor leaguer who's been grinding grinding his ass off you know for you know eight years or whatever eight nine years in the minor leagues and he finally makes his debut you know he should be able to get to free agency at a certain age rather than having to go through you know six seven years of um getting service time before he can you know truly become a free agent and, you know make some solid money for himself just because he's been grinding for so long so that would be one thing that i would like to see that's uh Anybody who argues with that, uh, we'll, we'll, I would take umbrage with. I know, Bert, you would too. Hey, Kyle, I know you got to get out of here. Thanks for the time, man. Great to, great to meet you on Zoom here, and uh, have a great 2022. We hope you see you guys out there soon. Awesome. Appreciate it. And thanks for the Special Olympic support, guys. Absolutely, absolutely man. And uh, looking forward to golfing, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's set it up. Absolutely, man. Sounds good. All right. Kyle Freeland of the Kyle Colorado Rockies, Bert. That was a ton of fun, and uh, we'll take a – Quick time out here on the Baseball Insiders. All right, our first ever break on the Baseball Insiders. I really enjoy the conversation. Kyle Freeland's my new hero, Robert. Hey, you and me both. He's great people. And we're going to go golfing too, Carm. So. Well, you, well we, you, you, he, he set it up for you. Then we get off the Zoom. He was like sitting there and he wanted to like you to ask for the number and you never did. You, you couldn't close. Yeah, you know, uh, now, now, now you got to go through Special Olympics. I don't know if I, I'm betting against this ever happening. It was right there for you, brother. Yeah, that uh, I gotta I gotta watch the tape and do a better job. That's classic coach speak. Yeah. Well, I, listen, just get after it. he'll do it. You might be able to golf with Freeland. That then you're now. I mean, that could be huge for the insiders. I'm only thinking about myself right now, Bert. If you're in with Freeland, next thing you know, news out of the Rockies, all sorts of things could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I, whatever it takes, Carm. Although I, I will embarrass us because I I have not golfed in like two years. And I could be hitting worm burgers. Oh, okay. I'm going to set the over under right now at 17 and a half for balls that go in the water. I mean, he, he looked like a dude looking for somebody to golf with, but all right. Hey, uh, before we get out of here and thanks for everybody sticking around here on the baseball insiders, we appreciate it. Uh, I know that uh, I am certainly interested. Uh, you've been talking with some agents about what's going on with the collective bargaining agreement. What's the update, Robert? Yeah, it's not good. Um, there is a consensus around the league that obviously spring training is going to start not on time. 
um, but that the regular season is now going to be in jeopardy as well. Um, and we're starting to see a lot more um, players being vocal about their displeasure with how the state of negotiations are so far. Um, and we're hearing agents who are speaking out about it now. And I got this text from an agent earlier today. And I quote, Rob Manfred's dishonesty and the outsized greed of big market owners who pulled Manfred's strings. There's also a failure to grasp the severity of the moment from a branding perspective for the sport as a whole. With his extremely aggressive negotiating stance, Manfred is effectively whipping his convertible, which is Major League Baseball, around as, as if he's on a racetrack with airbags and a fire suit. The reality is that he's teetering on the edges of a cliff and nearing a catastrophic, perhaps fatal error. He doesn't have, a, or he doesn't seem to give a rat's ass about the fans because he thinks he will have them forever. But my suspicion is that he's very far from the truth and that fans will leave and not come back. End quote. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know who this is and I'm sure since we're reading it and he's with you that this is a good dude. So I don't want to go too far, but I do think he's right. I think that, I think that Manfred is actually right. Baseball fans are baseball fans. They're not going away. That's my, I I don't think they're going to lose the fans. Now, that being said, it's better to get a deal done than not get a deal done. I don't think you want to irritate slash enrage your most loyal customers, that's not good. And the fact yeah. that, uh, you know, on another note, that we're seeing things like Rob Manfred's talking about baseball's going to start a streaming service uh, sometime next year. Hey, it's 2022. How long has the NFL had red zone? I mean, wh- what the hell have you guys been doing? This, this, they're so far behind the eight ball on marketing their players, what you know, and maybe MLB.com has done a ton of jo- a good job of um, making money on the audio side, but this is not, they, they just seem late on a lot of things. So, but didn't you say at the start of this, Bert, if I rewound the tape to one of our podcasts, that you're going to hear a lot of negative stuff? Don't buy into it. It's going to get ugly. It's going to be really messy, and then it'll get solved. I think you said something along those lines. Yeah, I said something along the lines of it's going to get messy. There's going to be a lot of finger pointing between both sides. Um, I think if I said that we shouldn't pay attention to it, maybe that might have been a bit strong. Um, like ultimately, I think a deal a deal is going to get done. Um, but the longer this thing goes on, I think the more damage there's going to be um, to Major League Baseball as a whole going forward. And, and I also want to say, I totally agree with your point about player about major league baseball, not marketing their players well enough um, because you see all the big name stars in the NFL um, and in the NBA, their names are everywhere. You have Mike Trout, who's perhaps one of the best players in baseball history. You never see him anywhere. Mookie Betts, you don't see him hardly anywhere either. Um, and whenever there's like a really big moment in baseball, and somebody ends up tweeting a video of that play that is not done by Major League Baseball, they end up taking it down, which I think it's it hurts it not – like it doesn't allow the game to be spread to the younger audience, which is on social media, which hurts the game. It, like there's a lot of different ways that MLB could end up going about this to like better market their players, but they just – they don't do it. Right. And look, any publicity is good publicity. Don't worry That's about right. it. You're, exactly. you're, don't nickel and dime those things. That's moronic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I am 
I guess, anxiously awaiting to see how messy this gets. It seemed to me like there was at least some level of progress moving towards an agreement, but now it just got a little ugly again. Yeah, it's a deal has never been close. Um, it's it's probably like in a, a couple inches closer than it was maybe like a few weeks ago. Like, well, we're, I, we're, yeah, we're still dug in. Like, I'm a big believer that deadlines spur action, um, and I, I think the deadline we're looking at here is not the start of spring training. We're looking at about March first to the third in that range. Just because that, like, if we don't have a deal by then, then the start of the regular season is going to definitely be in jeopardy. Right. And what I speculated in negative calm land was that baseball did not want to pay players for April and May and that we would start the season on June 1. Now, there will be a lot of negative news about the game if that happens. So do they really want to take on that much water just to not pay players in April and May when, when crowds tend to be a lot thinner? I would hope that they don't do that. I'd love to have baseball back, but uh, and Chicago Cub newest pitcher uh, Marcus Stroman. What did he call Rob Manfred on Twitter? Did you see that? Oh yeah, didn't he call him like man clown or something? Man, man fraud or what? Here I, I could, I could. I mean, that's the job <laughs> of the commissioner. Nobody likes Roger Goodell, yet he makes fifty million dollars a year or whatever it is. Um, and the league is incredibly successful. So the fact that um, players are going at Rob Manfred, I suppose, doesn't matter. But he he doesn't he, the uh, the opinion of the players and good old Rob is 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 incredibly low. Yeah, um, which maybe well. maybe that maybe maybe baseball owners think he's doing a good job. I mean, he's there to take the bullets, right? Yeah, that's um, exactly it. Yeah, like he he works for the owners and the owners. Yeah, it's. I can confidently say the players are not happy with the job that Mafford has done at all. There is a lot of bad talk behind the scenes about that. Let's just let's. I'll leave it at that. Yep. All right. So <clears throat> negative news. Hey, hey, Bird. One last question. Uh, I uh, there's it, it's big in Chicago right now that the Cubs are considering starting their own streaming service, which. Uh, Major League Baseball does not want because they don't, they don't want individual teams going off on their own. But the Cubs would charge uh, uh, supposedly 18 bucks a month to watch Cubs baseball. So more than your Netflix, more than uh, HBO Max or whatever, your standard 15 bucks. You paying 18 bucks a month to watch your favorite baseball team? I mean, you, pr- I, you probably I are. Yeah, I would, but I, don't, I, I can't see the average person doing it. Could you? Uh, no, you know, you'll, the diehards will do it and the average person won't. Do you want that? I don't think you no. do. Yeah. Stroman, by the way, called him. He said, man clown and his boys need to figure it out and stop ruining the game of baseball man clown. Ouch. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's a pretty deep burn. I mean, that's, uh, being called man clown. That's uh that's a tough look car. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's not mincing any words there. 18 bucks a month to watch baseball. That's a, that's a lot of money, Carm. I figured for a full season, that's like about a hundred bucks, if not more than that. Well, six times 18, Bert, that would be 100. 100 okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we Matt. actually have some breaking news in the baseball insiders. I'm actually a human calculator. So um, there we go. Really? Are, are, are you serious? 
No, gosh, no. I, that, uh, that took more thought than I would like to admit. Well, so give, well, me, give me a question here, Carm. I'm curious. Yeah, you, go ahead. Wait, no, like, oh, our math. Oh, okay, you ready? Five okay. times 12 minus four times two. 112. Be- okay, Bert, Bert, you're, you're, you're there, buddy. You're there. You're yeah, my guy. Oh, yeah. You want one more? You want one Absolutely. more to wrap it up? That's this. Is, you got. You got to love the baseball insiders. Nine <laughs> times seven minus six minus fourteen times two. Hundred six. I think it was eighty six. Nah, you were at fifty three. And I said nine times seven. Yep, sixty three. Minus seven. Fifty six. Minus thirteen. Oh no! Oh. 43 uh, times 286. Yeah, this is rigged. The double uh, minus. I got you on the double minus. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, we're, we're not counting all right, these votes. All right. Okay, we're doing this to end the podcast for the uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Shout out to Michael Zach for that. Uh, <laughs> I don't get the chat. A, yeah, that's uh, something you, they teach you in math class, PEMDAS. Or what is, maybe, what is PEMDAS? Um, parentheses. I, I don't even know what it is. I just remember my old math teacher, Mrs. Hassler. Uh, she would always talk. Don't about forget that. PEMDAS. Maybe that they didn't have PEMDAS when I went to school. That's the new well, math car. Thank you, Sean Daly. I don't know anything about PEMDAS. Yeah, All I know well. is that I, third grade Carm right here <laughs> times tables. Don't mess. I was, I had my pencil out and I, and I was the first one running to the teacher. There it is, buddy. Ain't I can't no, confirm, by the way, that Carm did count rocks in a cave. That was, I think that was first reported by Carm. Oh, yeah, there we go. So, boy, I, I'm glad we got that off of me not being able to do math. I feel better about myself now. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed every bit about that. Please put that on, uh, on uh, TikTok or somewhere, Sean Daly. Bert failing my math question and me not being sure that I had it right. But then I, but we retraced our steps and I, and I, and I, and I got them. All I right. was so confident too. Yeah, you were you 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 said it with absolute a hundred percent. This is yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I've got this one, and I couldn't have been more wrong. It feels like I'm back in high school again, Carl. Just swing and a miss, yeah. strike three. Uh, you're out. Uh, all right, hey, thanks to Kyle Freeland. Thank you so much for the Special Olympics. Thank you to you for watching the Baseball Insiders. Hit that subscribe button. Anybody who puts in a review, hopefully, we'll have some gear to give away here at some point. And uh, hey, Bert, you hang in there, brother. We'll see. We'll do this again next week. That sounds good to me. Hopefully I have uh, stuff behind me this time or this next time. So it yeah. doesn't look like I'm in jail. Yeah. For those uh, watching on YouTube, uh, Robert Murray is not in jail. That is his home and he needs an interior decorator or a friend. One of the two. Yeah. I got uh, a couple of my friends coming out here who have uh, much better taste than I do. And I'm hoping just, both of them guide me in the right direction. Put some, put some, put some Miller park posters up there, buddy. Get a, get a Kyle Freeland picture. Get a, you know, lot, lot, go old school Carm. Get some, get some Michael Jordan on the wall. Let's go. This is All not right. hard. No, it is very hard. <laughs> <laughs> put a shit, put a shitty blanket up beside you. Uh, hey, hey that's like, that's our company, baby. This yeah. is like this blanket. Hey, actually, hang on a second, boys. Hang on. Oh, okay. Bird on the move here. I think he's, I, I'm betting on a stuffed animal making an appearance. Maybe it'll be uh, Poppy the Puppy. I'm just going to keep on talking here. Oh, yes. Yes. Matching blankets. Bert, you don't have anything to hang it on, but it's there, buddy. You can uh, just- I'm, I'm there with you in spirit, Carl. 
There we go. That's what we do. We, we can make this a green screen. Right. There we go. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess we're done. This was fun. Have a great. Thank you for listening. We love you. The Baseball Insiders uh, with our first ever baseball player, Kyle Freeland, making history today, Bert. History. History has been made, Carm. Let's go. Let's go. We'll see you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.